Black and Mentally Ill, if you will, is a podcast that uses adult language and discusses topics that may be potentially sensitive or triggering, such as abuse, violence, and sexual assault, and more. This podcast may not be appropriate for younger audiences and may be a trigger to you emotionally and mentally. Viewer's discretion advised. everybody I'm back like I said (laughs) but listen up before I get started today I need to put out another disclaimer another warning that this episode is going to discuss a lot of extreme violence um, police brutality it has to do with a young adult so in my not a minor but a child in my opinion a young adult like I said Um, it's gonna have some case file evidence and some autopsy reference. So if you're not into that sort of thing, I know this isn't a true crime podcast, but honestly, this has to do a lot with what is, you know, affecting our community as a whole and as a black people. So again, if this is not something that you are into, if you're not into listening to autopsy reports or true crime type of things, such as investigation reports, arrest reports, and th- coroner reports, then I suggest you just stay tuned for the next episode. All right, guys, talk to you soon. If you stay, thank you so much. But if you go, I get it, and I'll talk to you. Black and Mentally Ill, if you will, is a podcast that touches on touchy subjects such as black mental health problems in the community and also police brutality, child abuse, neglect, and a lot of other things that may affect your mental health. So this disclaimer is also to just let you know if you are one that cannot handle those type of things or the details in those type of situations i recommend you protect your mental health and just click off of this podcast thank you so much guys ride this wave and let's fix us hey guys andriana here and i want to say welcome back to another episode of black and mentally ill if you will i just want to leave this little disclaimer This podcast may not be for everybody, but hey, look, if you're going to ride with me, ride with me. So thank you for going along with me on this journey. Let's ride. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Andriana here, and welcome back to another episode of Black and Mentally Ill, if you will. Today, we are going to be discussing the case of Isaiah Williams. Isaiah Tyree Williams was 19 years old and was murdered by Las Vegas Metro Police Department 
on January 10th, early in the morning, around 5 a.m. This is a case that is not very much talked about in the news media, unfortunately, because this case actually revolves around more than just Isaiah. And that's what I was trying to get to in the last episode, but I didn't want to throw too much at you, you know, till I had all of my things in order. So this case is definitely a case about Isaiah Williams, but it also is a case that involves another young man by the name of Wattel Rembert V. Watsell DePriest Rembert V is a young man who was under investigation by Las Vegas Metro Police Department. And I know what you're going to say if you have been doing any research on, research on this case since the last time I have spoken about it. Then you will see that in one of the news media um, articles, they made mention of Isaiah having a... Um, or being under investigation by Las Vegas Metro Police Department. I have not found any um, actual facts on that matter. Like I said, he was in some situations, which all young adults do get into situations because we are young adults, um, and we just are living our best life and really don't have a care in the world. So he was taking care of what he needed to be taken care of the way he needed to be taken care of it. So as of him being under police investigation, I didn't find any factual evidence that would lead me towards saying that Isaiah had that. But I have factual evidence as to saying that Watsell Rember was under police investigation. Um, I have his warrant and his summons, if I may. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read to you all of the facts. I'm going to lay it all out. This talks, you know, this podcast talks about mental health issues in our community. And this is a big issue in our community. Police have always been a big issue in our community. We do not like the police. Not all of us. I'm not speaking for all of us. I'm speaking as a whole, as a community. Black people do not like the police. Black people do not trust the police. Black people barely want the police in their neighborhoods unless they're of the same nationality. We have had so many different altercations with police officers just because of the history of African Americans or black people and white people, Caucasians, Caucasoids, because, because of the history behind it. They were our slave masters. Let's not be fooled. They were our slave masters. Majority. I know people are going to say black people had black people. We're, we're going to talk about, you know, history here. Actual factual history. Because what you're speaking about is valid, but you don't know enough to speak about it. Because the way that it happened that black people have black people as slaves is not the way that you all portray it so we look at police in a whole as a gang for one we know as a community 
that the government put drugs, crack cocaine, guns, weapons in our projects to help to sustain um, our better way of living in our minds, but really it affected us nonetheless in serious and harmful ways. Police have always come inside of our projects, come inside of our communities, blaring guns, ready to fight, angry and ready to do um, stop and frisks at any point in time because in the history, white people have always been a little bit afraid of black people. They're afraid of the power that we withhold. They're afraid of our body structures, our minds. They're afraid of how different we are to society. So afraid to the point where they have to pretend to be us to make themselves less fearful. And I have white friends. I love some white people. Um, but these, like I said, are facts. <clears throat> so be with this being said and being in this community and watching people grow up, I have seen police murder black people over and over and over and over, not just men, women children, young adults, and you guys always start to think of George Floyd, um, and I get it, I get it, or, you know, before that, Trayvon Martin, but you guys forget that in slavery, let's before even slavery, in the 60s, when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were protesting their different points of views, which both had not worked unless I feel they had or would have come together. So, I'm going to put it frank. White people were killing black people. White police was killing black people. Black people were coming into um, areas or walking past areas where white people just didn't even want to look at them. We had for colored only signs everywhere. You forget that. They were hosing us down. Women, children, babies, men. They were hosing us down with fire hoses, blow, throwing gas in our face. But before that, we were being whipped. We were chained up. We were being raped. We were being forced to have children. We were being forced to have sex with our family members, including our children. This is what another human supposedly being did to us. And it's still in our DNA because the people that went through that made the people that went through a more slavery, that made the people that went through civil rights movement, that made the people that made, that went through us, that went, made the people that made fucking, the people that made Trayvon Martin, that made freaking George Floyd, that made all of this be what it is. It's a cycle. The bloodlines don't stop. 
just like the bloodlines flow and move on for royalty and the kings become um princes become kings and the princesses or new people become queens and that is the same for us we were kings and queens and all where bloodline runs very deep deeper than you all know it's a shame because these are hidden facts that are right in front of everybody's face they just choose to do with it what they will but i'm letting you know that it's not going to stop if we keep pretending it's not there if we only have a certain type of people that's going to stand up for it we need those classy business people to stand up for it we need those black police officers to stand up for it we need those dual parents in the household to stand up for it we need people that hang around majority of foreigners black people that think or feel of a different nationality we need them to speak up for it because it exists but you know what we do as a community we put down our people so bad where they don't even want to be us other people want to be us more than we want to be us white people have made black so fearful so ugly so dark disgusting but it's everything they want to portray so why because the skin is a different color that it portrays light the same exact events and motions and acts that we do because of the color of our skin dark the color of their skin light they portray light we portray darkness It's yin and yang. There's a little bit of everything in all of us now. But back then it wasn't so confusing to tell, not to me, but for others to tell who was black and who was not. But that's because of the self-hate that has been pushed in our community so that we wouldn't be powerful so that these people wouldn't help the, I guess, conscious black people, which whatever the fuck that means. I'm conscious, I'm awake, I understand what's going on. It's not that hard to open your eyes. It's not that hard to remember relaxing our hair to now knowing that I don't have to relax my hair that much because I'm not being judged as much because white people ask me as I do their hair, can I do their type of curly hair? Curly hair is curly hair. There is no type. But that's how they put things into categories. They still want to be us, but they will never fit in our category. And we will never fit into theirs, no matter how hard we push that piece into that puzzle that piece don't match it ain't gonna fit you could tape it you can push it you can squeeze it you can misform it but that is not the piece that belongs there because the picture won't be complete regardless if you fit it in there or not this is our reality you guys don't want to 
live in the reality where police brutality exists. You all say defund the police. If you go back in history, police officers were first labeled as slave catchers. That is the history of a police officer. The slave catchers and police officers were the main people that made sure that black people stayed in their place, literally, figuratively, and wherever they belonged. When for colored only signs were up when they started that, or wherever they knew that they could not be, that's where they did not go. Because they knew if they went, they would be caught by the police by the slave catchers. They only changed the name to police because policing means control. When you're in control and you have something under your control, you're policing it. When you detain it. So, with the history of that, just a little bit, you have to look now, 40 years later, just from what? Civil rights. Fucking more than 200 years later from slavery. You, what, what are we doing? It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And it's getting worse. Because they're trying to eliminate us. When there became, you know, when Larry Hoover said he don't want another black messiah, he didn't realize he awoke so many. But we don't speak because it's dangerous for us to try to even turn you on. Get you out of that machine like the Matrix. A lot of you love that movie Matrix, and I wonder why. Because in your soul, it resonates with you. That's why a lot of black people um, fear water. Your slave, great, 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 great grandmother, great, 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 great aunt, great, great, great uncle, they probably were drowned or jumped off ship and drowned themselves just so they wouldn't be slaves. And that affects them. We are modern day slaves. Our chains are invisible or they're plugged in an outlet or we put it in our pocket and we put it in our bag. We plug them up or we put them in our pockets or our bags. There are phones, there are computers, there are Alexa devices, there are TVs, there are cars now. So, as much as you guys want to believe something completely different, the fact of the matter and the truth remains the same.
please forgive me if I go back and forth. I'm shuffling through papers and things like that. I just want to make sure I'm getting everything out there that I feel the need to put out there. Forgive me if you feel like I'm repeating some things from the last episode. It most likely is intentional. So just bear with me. If you hear these cars speeding past, you guys know I do this podcast sometimes on the go. And I am doing that today. So 19 years old, Isaiah Tyree Williams, a.k.a. Zay. He was 19 years old. I was very animated on the prelude, but I'm going to reel it in just so I can get this case out there. I hate for me to say story to be told. Um, I'm going to just keep it in so I can let this case get out there. Zay was 19 years old. And if you have, and also, like, before I get started, I just want to put all this stuff on the table. If you have an issue with me cussing, look, like, that's a part of this podcast. That's a part of me. I grew up in the hood. It's a part of being African-American, black sometimes, you know. And, you know, certain people say you don't have to follow the same thing. I cuss. I'm sorry. I cuss. So, if you don't like it, I'm going to try to reel it in and not say as many bad words. I get it. But also, this is my podcast. Let's not forget. So. Um, I don't know how else to really even talk to y'all, for real. Real is real, and that's all I know, and I'm finna be real. <laughs> I'm going to remain calm, okay? So let me go. Isaiah Zay was 19 years old when Las Vegas Metro Police Department murdered him. It was January 10th, 2022. As I discuss this misconduct, in my opinion, of the LVMPD, Las Vegas Metro Police Department, just so you don't get confused, and a lot of this is going to be alleged, just because I don't want to get sued, and I'm not sure if it's an ongoing investigation or not, because they're keeping everything close to the best. So I'm just going to try to tell you everything that I know for facts, and then in my opinion and all of that is going to be alleged, okay? Um, Isaiah Williams, he's a son, he's a brother, he's a grandson, he's a cousin, he's a friend. He lived his life to the fullest. He tried to make the best of each and every day, as we all do, in the situations and circumstances that we all live in. A couple of news outlets put out a few stories on their social media accounts, or their media accounts, or their media outlets, they wrote articles Um, But to me, in my opinion, they were very biased and they were very subjective. No one in the media portrayed the police as doing anything wrong. It was always little subliminal hints in there that like Isaiah had a, um, a criminal record or he was being investigated, which I have not been able to find. Um... And the fact that if he, even if he did have priors in court, you can't even use anything of that in the courtroom. So it really is, it's null and void. It doesn't matter. This 
was not supposed to happen to him. He was not supposed to be murdered the way that he was murdered. And that's just the the brood of it, you know? And the media continues to have the police's back when we are very much in the low percentile for police um, misconduct. Like, we are we are not good in the police misconduct area. We're not good in the police accountability area. We're not good in the police violence area. We're on the lowest totem pole as a state. And I believe that's an issue. I believe that's an issue that should be looked into, especially for people of my color. No law and crime networks, no court TV, Nobody has talked about this. It was on 8 News Now. Review Journal did an article about it. And Fox 5 News, KVVU-TV, did an article about it. And on the article about Isaiah this year, 2023, which is a year after he was brutally murdered, they used a mugshot photo of him instead of all the other photos that his family and other outlets have put out or even just his social media accounts, he is still a victim. I and mean, we're not going to bash his name. We're going to honor his name. He was—he is a young king. He was a person. And he didn't do anything wrong in that instant to deserve any of that. Nobody deserves that. There are two sides to every story. And I have one side. I'm waiting for other people to be accountable and tell their side so we can know what really happened. Why not? Do you not want us to know? I need to put the guilty parties out there because Isaiah deserves justice. He deserves for his story to be told. So listen, pay attention, ride with me. January 9th into the night of January 10th, early morning, 19-year-old Isaiah Williams lay asleep on his couch, resting peacefully in what was supposed to be his safe place, his humble abode, his place to exhale all the bullshit from his day. He enjoyed a peaceful night where he decided to fall asleep on the couch. Around 5 a.m. is when police bang on Isaiah's door, announcing who they are, and that they had a search warrant, a warrant to search his premises. A warrant that did not have his name on it, but we will get to that in a little bit. Like I said in my last episode, this whole occurrence lasted about 10 to 12 minutes unbelievable four o'clock a.m it was 459 to be exact SWAT made their first announcements at the front door saying SWAT front door open up bang 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 five o'clock and this is four seconds because there are all this happened in the five o'clock window frame Five o'clock, the west window was broken out and a stun stick breach was inserted. So they threw in a flash device through the window that they broke out, which sounds like a pop, which sounds like a gunshot, and it 
um, distributes a flash. And mind you, Isaiah's asleep on the couch. So I'm sure he woke up in a fright. Five o'clock, and this is just six seconds late, two seconds after that. So five o'clock and six seconds, the front door was rammed for the first time. So bang, the window gets broken. They throw the stun gun, it pops, there's a flash, and then the front door is banged. Four seconds after that, the noise flash diversionary device was deployed. So this is the noise flash um, device. So this was actually at five o'clock and 10 seconds. I'm sorry. The stick breach was inserted, which I'm guessing the stun, the whatever they use as a stick was put into the window to move the glass so they can get inside. Forgive me. Five o'clock and 11 seconds, the front door was breached after five strikes with the ram. So they hit it five times and it finally opened. Five o'clock and 12 seconds, one, one second later, SWAT made entry. So as soon as that door opened, they were inside the apartment. Two seconds later, they say Isaiah fired his first shot. I'm sure I'm not very, they say that he fired shots. I, uh, allegedly he fired shots. I'm not going to sit here and say that he fired shots. I'm sure that if he had reached for his gun, if anything, it could have went off. He could have grabbed it too fast. He could have um, been nervous, made a shot in the air. I'm not going to sit here and say he fired at police. Who knows? He was asleep. Who knows what he thought? And I'm going to get to that in a little bit too. Because there was a lot of misconduct um, going on in his area, in his apartment complex, and not too far from his apartment door or that apartment door where he could have been terrified, frightened for his life, and really, honestly, it would have made it acceptable for him to have a weapon when you hear gunshots two to three, fours down, three doors down. So they're saying, and this is the last um, steps of what happened. At 5 o'clock and 14 seconds, they are saying Isaiah fired his first shot at SWAT officer Kubla, which he shot in the arm. So, mind you, you they do have police on both sides, you know. they. It's very unclear to say had Isaiah saw Officer Kubla and shot him. It's very unclear because they're saying they made entry into the apartment and then he fired his first shot two seconds later. Two seconds, I don't think is enough time for him to really understand who he's aiming at that this is police after all of these things happened within a matter of four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven seconds. I'm sure he's still disoriented from being asleep. I'm sure that he didn't know whether if it was an officer or an intruder. Just from logically thinking, using my logical thinking, I can't sit here and say Isaiah that was a 19 years old male asleep on the couch at 5 a.m. knew within 10 seconds that his, that everything that was happening was because of, or by the hands of police. 
he was innocent because who the police were looking for was not Isaiah. The warrant has yet to be disclosed. Um, and the warrant I'm talking about is not the warrant that And the warrant that I'm talking about need not be confused with the warrant that I'm going to read to you. The warrant that I'm saying is not disclosed is a warrant that the police officers had in their possession to let them know what their mission was for that night. That warrant would have the address on it to know if it was the correct address. But we don't have that information. I don't know what is really, like, I don't know the meat of the investigation. That's what stresses me out a little bit because through all my research, you know, like I said, they're keeping things close to the vest. Isaiah wasn't on the warrant that the police had been issued to go to this apartment complex, to go into this specific apartment building and ram it down, break it in, go inside and shoot the person that was inside of the home. That person inside of the home was Isaiah Tyree Williams. The person on the warrant, I do know that, uh, was Wattel DePriest Rembert the Fifth. The mother says they know nothing of this person. They don't even know each other. So how could this be? How could the police get such a thing wrong where they entered the wrong apartment complex and apartment number? Does Wassel Rember live in that apartment complex? I'm not sure. Because a lot of things about Wattel doesn't add up. Just like this warrant. Now, I'm going to read to you this warrant. I'm going to read to you this warrant. I'm going to read to you for, you know, verbatim. I'm not even going to, I was going to sum it up, but no, I'm not. Because I know people love to talk shit. So, I'm going to read this verbatim. And then we're going to move on. So, this is a declaration of warrant summons. This was filed on January 11, 2021. So, this happened to Isaiah Williams in January 2022. So, one year later, are they now looking or serving a warrant for this suspect of this warrant? So this was his first warrant in January 2021 that I'm going to speak about that has anything to pertain, anything to do or pertain to this case with Watsell DePriest Rembert V, whomever he may be. Eric Solano, being first duty sworn, deposes and says that he is a detective with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. 
Being so employed for a period of 20 years assigned to investigate the crime of open murder committed on or about November 18, 2021, which investigation has developed Wattel Rambert as the perpetrator thereof. On November 18, 2021, at approximately 0249 hours, so 2.49 a.m., Las Vegas Metro Police Department dispatch received a 911 call from Sam's Town Hotel and Casino security officers reporting a person was shot. Patrol officers and medical personnel were, dis were dispatched to the scene at 5111 Boulder Highway, Las Vegas, Nevada. Upon arrival, patrol officers and located a black male adult later identified as Nicholas Blank, which his last name is redacted, with an apparent gunshot wound to the shoulder. Medical personnel arrived and transported Nicholas to Sunrise Hospital, where Nicholas succumbed to his injury and was pronounced deceased. Patrol investigation detective arrived and determined further investigation from the homicide section was warranted. Homicide Sergeant Scott was notified and arrived on scene with Detective Deeds. Solano, Grimmett, Detective Sanborn responded to Sunrise Hospital. Homicide Detective received a briefing from Patrol Officer Colin Salvador. Detective Grimmett was assigned to the responsibility of documenting the scene with crime scene analysis. Detectives Deeds and Solano were assigned to interview available witnesses. Detective Sanborn documented the descendant at the Sunrise Hospital. During an interview and review of Samtown Hotel and Casino surveillance, it was determined Nicholas was shot while seated at a bus stop near the intersection of Nellis Boulevard and Boulder Highway. Homicide detectives obtained video surveillance from nearby businesses and discovered an SUV arrived in the area at approximately 02.44 hours, 2 o'clock, 2.44 a.m. The vehicle appeared to be occupied by at least three unknown persons. Two of those unknown persons, both black males with thin build, exited the vehicle and approached the bus stop and initiated verbal contact with Nicholas. The driver, of the, the driver of the vehicle repositioned the vehicle south of the bus stop and appeared to wait. Homicide Detective Grimmett and Sanborn reviewed the surveillance footage obtained from Chase Bank located near the intersection. The vehicle appeared to be an older, smaller SUV, possibly a Kia Sportage. As the vehicle repositioned, the driver's side rear brake light illuminated much brighter than the passenger rear side, indicative that the taillight being cracked or broken. Without any apparent provocation, Nicholas was shot by one of the black males. The suspects ran back towards the vehicle and fled in the SUV southbound on Nellis Boulevard Blank ran towards the Sam's Town Hotel and Casino for help, which I'm guessing is Nicholas. His last name is redacted. Reported to security had been shopped and collapsed on the casino floor. On November 19, 2021, an autopsy was performed on the body of the descendant, Nicholas, by Clark County Medical Examiner Dr. Timothy Dutra. 
During the autopsy, a small caliber projectile was removed from the body and was deemed the cause of his demise. The cause of his death was determined a gunshot wound, and the manner of death was ruled a homicide. On December 21, 2021, Las Vegas Metro Police Department detectives were contacted by Janetta Blank, redacted, who requested to speak with detectives. Homicide detectives Grimmett and Solana met with Janetta at Las Vegas Metro Police Department headquarters and conducted a recorded interview on December 10, 2021. So this, and I'm going to stop here. They said on December 21st, 2021, Las Vegas Metro Police Department detectives were contacted by Janetta. Then they say on December 10th, 2021, Janetta reviewed a Las Vegas Metro Police Department media release regarding this regarding the shooting. So I'm not sure if she viewed the, the video before she contacted police, but that's what it seems, which... It doesn't make much sense to me, but none of this does. The media release contained a small clip of the surveillance footage obtained from Chase Bank. Upon review of the surveillance footage, Janetta immediately recognized one of the suspects as her stepson, Wassel Rembert DePriest V. Janetta contacted several other family members who reviewed the footage and all concluded it was Wassel. His own, this was his own stepmother. Janetta, his own stepmother, contacted several other family members who reviewed the footage, and they all concluded it was Watsell. His own stepmother, Janetta, contacted Watsell and confronted Watsell about his involvement in the shooting. Watsell was with a known friend. His friend's name was CJ. And while speaking with his own stepmother, Janetta, Watsell advised CJ they were captured on a video surveillance, thus admitting involvement. So he, so his own stepmother called Watsell saying, I went to these polices and they got you on these cameras and you were shooting this boy and they got you on these cameras. And Wassel called CJ and said, yo, bro, they got us on these cameras. We were shooting this boy. They got us on these cameras. So that means that he said that he kind of did it. As the conversation ended, Wassel stated he wouldn't be caught. So not only did he say, oh, shit, they got us on these cameras. He said, oh, shit, they got us on these cameras. Nah, bro, we ain't getting caught. They got us on these cameras. They ain't finna believe her. His own stepmother. And they sure didn't. <laughs> he ain't never lied either. <laughs> Let me just say that. I, that might be fucking... I'm sorry, but that shit pissed me off. He said he wouldn't be caught. Janetta also provided directions. His own stepmother provided directions to his place of residence, to Wassell's house. His own stepmother provided directions to the place of residence, his own house. And now I do see, they call it the Boulevard Apartments. That Boulevard Apartments is now renamed, and that is why I couldn't, I didn't understand. He did live over there where, um, where Isaiah um, Williams was shot. He did live over there in those 
complexes, but the address is redacted, so I can't even see the 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 apartment number. But on my other paperwork, it says Isaiah was at eleven twenty-five. So I don't know where this guy lived and where she gave him the address. Maybe she gave them the wrong address. His own stepmother. His own stepmother explained why sales to believe to share the residence with CJ and several other armed recreational drug users. So him and CJ lived there. What, what did they even if they did go up in there, did they think it was CJ they were shooting? Did they even ask who this person was? And by the way, CJ's name is Corvell. I'm not gonna keep reading this because it's gonna make me mad. But they're going to say at the end, based on the December 21st, 2021 interview with Janetta, his own stepmother, she positively identified her stepson. Watsell Rembert, the fifth, the individual seen in the media release video, Detective Grivet and Detective Solano were able to identify Watsell Rembert as an individual who was seen on the surveillance camera, they were able. Therefore, Declarant pays a warrant of arrest be issued to the suspect of Wassel Rumber on the charges of murder with a deadly weapon. Executed on this day of January 11th, 2022. So, I don't know, it says filed on January 11, 2021. Then at the end, it says executed on this day of January 11, 2022. So, this is executed, executed on a day after Isaiah got shot. So what was they doing? Where was the warrant? I need to see that warrant because it's pissing me off. I don't understand how. Okay. Let me continue. Let me let me continue because then you guys gonna understand. Then you guys gonna understand. Isaiah was shot 19 times. Okay. Isaiah was shot 19. Wait, wait. Let me make sure I'm correct. Because, you know, I don't like to be lying and shit. Uh-huh, I don't like to be lying. I don't like none of that. Because I don't like liars. Okay, now, he was shot 17 times. They shot 19 shots. He was hit 17 times. And he was pronounced deceased on the scene. He couldn't be saved, unfortunately. But the other police officers were. So, Wassel Rembert has a. Has his complaint filed. His criminal complaint was filed within Las Vegas Township Justice Court. So they have charged Watsell D. Rembert the fifth with nineteen counts of 
discharging a firearm at or into an occupied structure, vehicle, aircraft, or watercraft at 3050 South Nellis Boulevard, which is now the Boulevard Apartments, which is what they changed the name to after the murder of Isaiah Williams. This man was released. His charges were dropped. After I read to you all of those warrants and words and things and identifications and positive identifications and family members agreeing and police positively identifying and a warrant being sued and Watts uh, ensued and Watsell even saying himself, yeah, I did it. I did it. I ain't going to get caught. Let me call my bro. Yo, bro, we on video, but we ain't finna get caught. Like, after all of that, the state dismissed the case. Open murder with the use of a deadly weapon, but he has been charged now with 19 counts of uh, deadly force with a deadly weapon. Use of deadly force with a deadly weapon. So how could this young man who had a warrant that also positively made him the suspect and identified him have this case be dismissed because of insufficient evidence that led to a murder of an innocent young man? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. This this case is a whole jumble fuck full of lies, like in my opinion. It just it doesn't make sense to me. How they will not release the warrant that actually says where they were supposed to go, whose name was on the warrant, was it Isaiah's name, if it was, why was it Isaiah's name, which I know it wasn't because Wassell's name was on the, um, the warrant. This wasn't the warrant that they had gotten. This is not what they had to have gotten to gone into that apartment. If that is what they had gotten, if that is all they received to go into that apartment, that is bullshit. At 5 a.m., they didn't even have Watson on surveillance, a murderer. They didn't even know his movements, a known recreational drug user, drug dealer. But you yet went into an apartment complex where multiple people live. Women, children, babies. Multiple people live. And you open fire. You don't even try to... You hear a gunshot. You don't even try to subdue the victim. Because he's a victim. I'm not going to fucking call him a suspect. But if it was the suspect, you don't even try to subdue the suspect. You don't try to tase him. You don't try to get him on the ground. You don't say anything like that. You, you just start 
fucking shooting. Y'all went in with bulletproof vests, fucking rams, fucking uh, shields, and all of that. Isaiah lay on the sleep in his fucking pants, in his boxers and a fucking sweatpants and sweatshorts or some shit. No shirt. And you guys have nothing to say? It's been one year later and you guys have nothing to say? What's else? Fucking case for murder was dismissed faster than this. Rest in peace to Nicholas Thomas. Rest in peace to him. Because his murderers have gone free. He hasn't even received justice. And there's a double jeopardy. He can no longer be charged for that crime. Watsell can no longer be charged for that murder. Because the case was dismissed. An innocent life was taken. His mother won't see him grow up, get married, graduate, go to college, have kids, holidays, birthdays, Mother's Days. She's not going to have her baby boy. All because of some motherfucker's name who was on the fucking warrant. That didn't even live at the fucking address that was apparently on the fucking warrant. Like I said, if this was the warrant, it's bullshit because there's no address on this fucking warrant. The address says the Boulevard Apartments. It's redacted, but I don't see it should it shouldn't be redacted. If all the rest of the apartment numbers are not redacted, including Isaiah's, including other people he shot into their homes, why is his redacted? Why does he get the security? He's a murderer. His own stepmother said it. Who else would know him better? Allegedly. He's a murderer, allegedly. Who else would know him better? It's a small motherfucking world for the, all of this fucking foul play and activities to be going on in these apartment complexes. Just this one. No one deserves that. I read Isaiah's autopsy report. It broke my heart. And the autopsy report is on January 11th, 2022. And that was the day that the warrant was executed. <laughs> so how did he become deceased before the warrant was even executed? It just doesn't make sense to me. It broke my heart. Gunshot wound, gunshot wound. How it entered, how it exited. He didn't deserve that. His family doesn't deserve this. He wasn't on drugs. He was simply asleep on a couch in the, in the sanctuary of his own home. 
a 19-year-old male that would have been 21 this year. I can't even... I can't even put in any more words about how it makes me feel. Because as I continue to say, and as I say now, it continues to happen. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. This is, by all means, fucking unbelievable. It's unfucking believable It's Breonna Taylor all over again. And you know they say history repeats itself. But just like the publicity that Brianna got, rest in peace, Isaiah deserves. The police haven't shown any type of human courtesy, common courtesy. The police haven't shown any remorse. At a visual... January 2022 this year about a year after all this they did everything but harass the mother and family member of Isaiah allegedly everything but why Because they made the mistake. They murdered an innocent person. Where are they? Are they, what, on desk duty? They should be fired. They should be being maintained by the police. Or detained by the police. And they should be being charged to the fullest extent. Based on what the criminal justice system says about murderers. Even Watsell, if all of these facts were really true about Watsell shooting Nicholas in front of a casino with Chase Bank surveillance and casino surveillance, his um, own stepmother saying something, his own family members saying something, and the police positively identifying him, he must have had a good fucking pointed lawyer. That shit's fucking ridiculous a motherfucking bomb ass appointed lawyer because for murder this is the price that Isaiah's family has to pay because I that excuse me this is the price that Isaiah's family has to pay because Watsell decided to allegedly go to Sam's Hotel and Casino and murder Nicholas, allegedly. And then this led to a spiral of events leading to warrants, leading to senseless murders, leaded, leading to nothing. It led to nothing because he's not being charged. All he's being charged for is something completely different. Shooting into those apartment complexes. Which, in my opinion, is a cop-out. They wanted to be known that he was near or in these apartment complexes. So that it looks more like, oops, we were just given the wrong 
place, you know, or the wrong address, the wrong apartment number. But if Wassell was shooting at apartments in 3050 South Nellis Boulevard, he was shooting at apartment 2119 and apartment 1118, 19 counts, because those are the only two apartment numbers they listed. The other... 17 counts doesn't have any apartment numbers. If he was shooting, say he was shooting in all of them, and, and Isaiah was in 1125, he had to hear it. He had to be aware that there were people shooting nearby homes in his apartment complex. I'm sure that would frighten anybody. It would frighten the fuck out of me. Frighten me enough to get in a firearm, and I'm a single mother. I'm not getting on the legally, illegally. I'm not doing that with you guys. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. Whether he had the gun illegally, legally, it don't matter. Legally, legal. I don't care. They shot this man in his home. They first entered his home without his freaking knowledge. Honestly, he was asleep. But definitely without his consent. And they can't do that if they don't have a warrant with his name on it. We have a stand your ground law in a lot of states, but definitely in Nevada. (laughs) If you fucking come in somebody's motherfucking house, they have the right to shoot your ass, whether you die or not. So because he fired one shot, Y'all had the right to shoot this man up in his home where y'all didn't even, y'all wasn't even supposed to be? Y'all wasn't even supposed to be there. It makes zero sense. Zero sense. Footage was also released on 8 News Now of the entering of the home where Isaiah was later pronounced deceased. They did not show bullshit ass fuck of what that fucking video really had on there. His mother knows that they served the no-knock warrant. And she's been requesting, well, she requested after, you know, two months of the murder, she requested the body camera footage and the copy of the warrant. And they charged, they attempted to charge her the the usual rate of $280 per hour and did not want to provide the warrant. So they wanted this mother who just lost her son by the police making a fucking faulty mistake error they wanted to charge her 280 dollars per hour of the footage when really that shit fucking happened in 10 to 12 minutes so what the fuck were they really gonna fucking charge her for It says that the footage showed the knock the officers knocked several times announcing themselves um, before police broke down the door, but he was asleep on the couch. And when the and they said when the police officer entered, he fired multiple shots. 
they broke into his apartment and they killed a man. That's what they did. And that's exactly what his mother said. He died way before his time. You know, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The police officers go by the name of Carrie Kubla, who was shot in the right arm, 50 years old, by Isaiah, because they breached his home and entered the home without a warrant. They broke into his home. Bryce Clements, age 36, Alex Gonzalez, age 39, and James Rothenberg, age 39, and Sergeant Russell Backman, 46 were the officers conducting the search warrant for the murder suspect, Watsell Rember. There are no badge numbers here. In order for me to look them up to see if they're even still active duty, which I believe they are, maybe they're on desk duty. It's been a year, so who knows? We need justice. And if you're going to put out anniversary or memorial memorable things about this family, about Isaiah Williams, then you need to put respect on his name because he is not a suspect. Regardless of what you think, feel, and all of the things, he's a victim. He was a victim then. He's a victim now. He going to forever be a motherfucking victim. He didn't deserve nothing that he got. His family doesn't deserve any of this they don't deserve to be going through this type of pain way too soon way too soon it's way too soon 19 19 way too soon way too soon it breaks my heart because i know it's not the end so I got to fight. I got to make noise. You know, I have to. Because if I don't, I don't know anybody else that will. So I'm just going to do it. Like Tupac said, I might not be the one that changed the world, but who says I shouldn't try to spark the minds that might change the world? Why should I be selfish? We need to change this. Those officers are guilty of murder. They are competent to understand right from wrong, and that was wrong. They might not have the right training, but they definitely knew that was not the right way to go about it. So what, even if they killed Watsell, it still would have been wrong, even though he was the suspect. It would have been wrong to go in there and start firing at him because you, there are other ways to detain or stop a suspect from hurting themselves or hurting you you have tasers you have batons there you guys are fully armed it makes no sense and we lost another life we lost another young black man you know, from beyond Emmett Till to now, we keep losing our black men, young and old. If you're brown, you're going down. And that's just how it is. 
and it's fucked up, you know, but I'm out here and I'm going to speak on it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I pray there's not a lot of episodes like this, but I have to do another one because you know, this young man just got killed by black police, but this is an episode about Isaiah. So I'll be back with that one. I'm going to go. I want you guys to revel up in this mess, this hot trash of fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Rest in peace, Isaiah Williams. Zay, rest in peace. I'm a ride for you. I'm riding for you, and I'm going to be there for your mom and your family. Because if the police won't, who will? We are a people. We are a community. We are a family. We are one, honestly. We need to start acting like it. This shouldn't happen. And it shouldn't happen again. And because I have a black son, it terrifies me that this is going to happen to me. And I'll be damned if I didn't have anybody like me by my side. I would break my heart. This case broke my heart. It breaks my heart every day, every time I think about it, every time I fight. But I'm fighting. And my letters are going out to the governor, to the U.S. attorney, to the district, um, to the Department of Justice, to the district attorney. I don't give a fuck to Watsell's attorney. I have questions. To the media outlet. I have questions. Shouldn't it be a problem answering my questions, should it? So y'all dwell on this hot fucking trash of bullshit. Sit on it, think on it. I don't even know what to tell you. It's fucking sad. And when you think about it and you research it and the further you go into it, it's going to make it even sadder but please please protect yourselves hug and kiss your family members you never know when it's going to be the last time I know this episode is a little longer than my usual but this is something that needed to be told and like I said I'm gonna fight for it This has everything to do with a lot of the mental health issues in our community as a black people, as people, as a black community. We sit around in silence sometimes and we just complain about it and complain about it, but we don't do anything about it. There are steps and measures that can be taken if you educate yourself on knowing how to do so, which I am, and I'm going to do it. Whether I have to do the same exact thing for every victim or change it up a little bit. But these are the biggest causes and the biggest reasons of why black men, black women, and black children are mentally ill. Our black fathers, our black sons are being murdered. And not only now, our black women, they already hated us too, but now we're being murdered just as public. So rest in peace, Isaiah Williams. Rest in peace, Isaiah Williams. You didn't deserve any of this. And thank you guys for staying with me, riding with me, and staying tuned to another episode of Black and Mentally Ill, if you will. Will you? Bye.
family I just wanted to jump on here real quick and ask you guys for a little favor and I know y'all like oh my god what does she want from us but do I really ask you guys for a lot I don't think so I don't think so at all so I think you know the least you can do is hear me out guys how are we gonna get black and mentally ill if you will out there if nobody is sharing nobody is liking and nobody is leaving a rating please 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 if you like black and mentally ill if you will if you like what i have to say if you like some of the topics if you want to add to some of the topics if you have questions anything please feel free to dm me or send me a voice memo at the least or you know you love it you like it please give me five stars like share anything (laughs) but for real just so we can get the word out there and not just my voice but our voice as a people can be heard i'll wait for like two seconds and i know you liked and shared it so thank you guys i'll talk to you soon bye